Man out of the cave on Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Wow, gosh, I'm, I'm just I'm just pumped, so I got to calm down a little bit. Anyway, I'm <laughs> glad today to be joined by uh, my two guest hosts who are with me today, Kenny Van Hoosen. How are you, Kay? I'm doing great, John. Gina Tremarco of our Martini Mo- Meeting Show. You can listen to Thursday at 2.30 here on Hear Women Talk and the Zeus Radio Network. How are you, Gina? I'm fabulous. She is great. We all know that about Gina because that's how she is. Um, you can listen to, to us today uh, here on the Internet or via telephone as well as call in. I'll give you that number. You can call 646 652 2071 2071 Again, you can listen to us on the, the telephone as well. Kind of a neat feature. Um, you can also chat with us via our online chat at hearwomentalk.com. You can click on the new tab, which I really like, which is the radio chat tab, and either sign in or sign up. Get you to us. So happy to have everybody here with us today. Uh, we had a week off last week, a, a much-needed vacation day since I work once a week. Um, uh, you know, okay. every, <laughs> I mean, 52 times a year. So um, that one week off was appreciated. I was exhausted after the first three. Um, but anyway, good to be back. Good to be back in the palatial studios of Zeus Radio Network uh, for Hear Women Talk. I'm going to start out the day with our question of the day. And this is even not known to our two um, co-hosts today. But I uh, had a lot of discussion with uh, some friends over the past week. And uh, does your man have a man cave? And is there an area of the home which is uniquely is hmm. we want to get your input on that we really do I, I had some very interesting input um from some friends and some <laughs> general discussion with some folks over the weekend and uh it was very interesting to hear some different comments on that and i uh, love to have some some input on that and i have some input on my side because i'm very blessed to have a a man cave a place which is uniquely my own which uh probably looks adorned to what uh, a teenager's room looked like when he was about 13, 14. Except for now my KISS posters are replaced by a lot of South Carolina Gamecock stuff, Dallas Cowboys stuff, and stuff like that. So um, I am still a kid at heart, and, uh, well, let's face it, I am a kid. Um, but anyway, just want to bring that up and get your input on it. Kate, does Jeff have a man cave? Jeff would like to have a man cave. <laughs> we have... Um at our house, we live in a raised beach house, and the ground level is um, a garage. And we have a pool table down there and a lot of old trophies from Jeff's racing days, but he never goes down there and uses it. Uh, he's too busy working. But could he be working in his man cave more comfortably? <laughs> I think he could. I think he should have a – I think he should set it up down there with a big screen TV, you know, and, and then put all of his trophies up on the wall and, you know. Yeah, I think that would be good for him. And he could work down there, yes. Just a thought. Just yeah. a thought. Gina? No man cave. No man no, cave. There is no man cave at our, at our home. However, <laughs> I found this really interesting. Uh, we just moved into the house we're in now. And in the previous house, he had a man drawer. A man drawer. A man drawer. And so in the new house, we were limited in the kitchen, and I started putting utensils in the drawers. He's like, no, that's mine. I'm like, but we need it for the spoons. 
It's like, but I have to have my own drawer for my things. You know, just things. Well, I would think that would be important. I mean, I feel it's important to have a full room. I don't know if I could confine myself to a drawer. I'm impressed by his um, succinctness to be able to put that into a small that's location. That's true. I think he'd like a, a man cave. We just don't really, we're not set up for a man cave. Well, I think uh, the reason I bring that up is uh, a lot of times when, you know, men and women are, are struggling in communication, uh, we all need to kind of have that place we can go to to get um, you know, kind of get away from it all a little bit. And uh, a lot of times getting away from it all means, and sadly it means uh, getting somewhere else other than uh, other than our spouse. And uh, it's good to feel comfortable where that is. It's amazing when I go into most homes, I see them beautifully decorated and all that. And I know some of these guys in these homes who are beautifully decorated, and I realize that nothing in that room is anything that he would actually put up. Wait, I have a, I have a question. Sure. What about a ladies parlor you know the uh, what about the room for the ladies I don't have like my own lady cave I guess that's where I was going by explaining the decoration of the house I'll be honest with you most houses I go on it seems like it's the ladies house and and I believe in allowing my spouse to take care of every other room in the house any way she would like just that one room is mine Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of where I'm going with having a unique space uh, that is yours, and, and again, I think the, the lady has much more taste, I agree, and can decorate more beautifully. And um, But much of the house is about those who come and share it or those who come and visit, but not necessarily a room where I can go and you're not there. And I think you should have one. Exactly. I think the lady should have a cave. And I really like your, your what was it, the ladies' parlor? The ladies' parlor. The ladies' parlor. <laughs> come in and set a spell. <laughs> In the ladies or the ladies' parlor. lounge. The ladies' lounge. With martinis. Martinis in the ladies' lounge. I like it. I like okay. it, Gina. And I think it's important that, that people can get away. I think it's, it's not bad that a, a relationship that people have to be hooked together all the time. I think everybody needs it needs some space. And I think, um, you know, it would be good to, to have a place to go. And I think uh, the, the, the ladies' parlor, which I think I like better than the ladies' lounge, or the man cave. I do think it is important that somebody has has some space. And I guess I kind of look at, in, in our house, the house as a whole is, is my spouse's space. And uh, I have my man room area. So just uh, just curious out there, does anybody have any thoughts? Does your spouse or, or significant other have a man cave? And what do you allow them to do there as far as decoration and all that? Does it affect the rest of the house? Again, our telephone number is 646 Six five two two zero seven one. I I think it's good, John, psychologically for both uh, when a couple is living together that they each have their own space. Though you know, um, uh, for um, one person to have their own, like Jeff does have an office that's pretty much his. Although I do invade it, you know, quite a lot. But you know, it's, he's got all of his um, memorabilia hanging on the walls in there, and. Uh, um, yeah, that's his space, and uh, you know, I I used to have uh, used to just have my office to go to, <laughs> but I think and it's nice if you have a big enough house to each have your own space, an office, bedroom, spare bedroom that you turn into an office, whatever, and where you can go and have your guitar or whatever toys you might have. I, I, I totally agree. Where, where you can get away and play that guitar and not bother bother the other person. You know, it was uh, interesting. What what kind of came of this is uh, some discussion actually on communication. And um, the uh, uh, one of our one of our chatters 
kicked in and says um, that he has a building out back that is all his. Frankly, she doesn't care how it's decorated, and I have no clue what he does out there. <laughs> now, that's a truly man cave. Seems that it's uh, totally, totally walled off from the, the spousal unit. That's and a great uh, idea. I think, it, hey, I think it works. It's, it's disconnected from the house, right, so we're even right. staying totally away from that. My brother in law has a, in their garage, uh, he's got a workbench out there. That's his man cave. And he's got all these, you know, like half-naked women and maybe naked women <laughs> stapled up to the wall. And, and I think... He hasn't think taken it down since he was 12. <laughs> no. You know, he works on his, his, all of his toys out there. He's got a... You know, he's always changing toys. One week he's... One, well, I'm literally. I'm not kidding. One year he's got a motorcycle. Then he sells that and he gets a snowmobile. Then he sells that and he gets a boat. Then he sells that and he gets one of these little, you know, planes that's... One of those little like lawnmower planes. <laughs> he sells that and he gets something else. But the whole garage is lined with naked women. <laughs> well, that uh, that's good that the uh, the spousal relationship allows that for um, to beautify his space by having lovely, um, uh, beautiful females adorning the walls and whatever makes him feel good in that area. But it is a good space where he can go get away and, and be himself. And, again, this really came up over something about communication. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times when, in reading, it, there was uh, when men and women uh, will say, go into their cave, and I'm going to use my, my cave as the man cave. Um, women think generally, via their communications, if a fellow woman is not speaking to them for some reason, they think there's been some damage in the relationship where a lot of times if a guy is in that situation, he just doesn't want to talk about whatever it may be. Now, it may not. It's probably most of the time not at the spouse. It's probably most of the time at somewhere at someone or something else, kind of that tone issue we've talked about a couple mm -hmm. of times. But, um, you know, a man will go into his cave. And, you know, uh, reading uh, John Gray, he says that you really need to leave him alone and let him be. Let him go through that. Let him work that out. And, again, it's the difference between the male and the female. The female believes generally that, again, they need to talk those things out and they communicate together. Well, men don't necessarily feel that way. And uh, they need to be able to go into their cave and um, kind of figure their thing out. But uh, a thing about that is, is that a lot of um, my friend ladies don't necessarily understand that. And the other part of that is a guy's got to say, hey, I need this time. I'll let you know when I'm out of the cave. And that's, that's up here, not necessarily in a room. Otherwise, he needs to be able to let her know, okay, this is over. I've kind of got it figured out. I've got things leveled to where it is good. And, and we all need to give each other space and, and need to give women their space as well right. um, to, to the same. Um, but also need to let the other know, hey, when this space is done, you know, when that kind of trouble is done, I'm, I'm kind of over it, uh, so, and I can open back up. So, John, is, are you saying that most guys, um, like women, if they're troubled, they usually want to get together with their girlfriends and talk things through? And, and, and talking th things through, that's what they really do. They're not asking their girlfriends so much for solutions. They just mm -hmm. want somebody, a sounding board to talk yeah. to, you know, and let you kind of just get it off your chest. It helps to just say it. Where it uh, sounds like what you're saying is most guys just need to retreat and be alone and, and uh, think things over, or maybe not even think things over, just kind of veg by themselves and, and, 
and they don't talk to their guy friends, they don't talk to their women friends or their wife or their girlfriend, they just kind of be alone and sort of mull over things, is that what they do? Well, I think that uh, Kay, in, uh, in the situation I think that you can look at is that, uh, is that always true? No. Like not. everything when we yeah. talk about the show, not always true. But is it sometimes true? Yes. And uh, and a lot of guys will go to their buddies and, and talk things through. But a lot of times a guy will just kind of need to kind of let things simmer out a little bit, let their heads settle, settle a little bit, and, and maybe kind of work it out through their own. Hey, and that may be, um, you know, getting on the bench and, and building something or something to, to kind of clear, clear the head, you know, kind of almost like a massage or something that really allows them to clear their head. And I think a lot of women think when a guy goes quiet that it's something that they've done. It's, uh, it's non-communication, non-communicable, and they, they think that communication, no communication means there's a problem and we've got to resolve it. When a guy really is saying, you know, I, I kind of need to resolve this over here, at least get it to a point to where I can uh, talk about it. Are, are men able to, again, with Kay, it's like you, you talk to your girlfriends not because you want advice, but want to get out of your system and sometimes when you talk it out you can kind of find a solution after talking about it but how does a man find a solution to a problem if he's just in his cave you thinking know, alone uh, well a lot of times I think really it's really identifying the problem and really tearing it down a little bit within your own head and and kind of figuring out what what that problem is and then I think you may take some actions I think at that time there may be some discussions with a spouse or with a buddy or something, but I think at times when they go quiet, I think they really say, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. I really haven't got it figured out. We're going to talk about this in just a few more minutes. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, glad you're listening here this afternoon on John Banks Show, bringing men out of the cave on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Right back. Hi, this is Michelle. Great to have you back. We were just discussing again uh, a man going into the cave and and what's that's needed. And Gina uh, brought up, uh, or I guess Kay brought up a good question. Somebody did. Uh, um, do they do they actually take that? And and yeah, I think they do go speak about it. But I think the initial part is a, a time for them to figure out what's going on. You know, what let, let them truly identify it. Let them kind of put some of their own thought in it before they talk about it. I think guys may be a little more careful about even a discussion with another guy about what they actually say. So I think they may want to have kind of it together a little bit before they talk about it. And a lot of times they'll come back and speak with their spouse about it. So it's just a way to, I guess, what I say is uh, my one of my things about marriage is hold on loosely. And I think what I'm trying to say is that occasionally we have to hold on loosely, let that let that person go be for a bit, let them figure it out, and uh, kind of get their head in a better place, and I think they're then uh, better able to discuss it, better able to work with things. So um, I think a man cave is great for that, you know? And, and the woman's parlor. I'm ladies into it. Parlor. The ladies' parlor. We'll just call it LP here on the show. For I like now. that. I like that. We're going to the LP to discuss that. So uh, just one of the things that came up uh, this week in discussion and, and thought that was fairly interesting. One of the things, uh, another thing I wanted to uh, talk about today that we've actually had on the, the schedule a couple of weeks is actually dating. And uh, we actually have a story of the day, which will include dating later on uh, in the show, but we'll talk a little bit about dating. 
I read an article that uh, was written actually by Jennifer Love Hewitt um, about dating, and I thought it was very interesting. Uh, she made some of her, her main comments is that the fact that when you're dating, you definitely want to be yourself early and upfront. You don't want to, uh, although she was high on getting a new dress for yourself, looking your best, but also not to look like something you're not. You know, don't, uh, uh, and okay, you have a, you have a remark to that. Well, yeah, wow, look yeah. at that face. Come on, I mean, listen, whether we're, we do it consciously or not, if, you're, if someone's dating and they're trying to impress somebody, they're, they're going to be a lot better than they normally are. <laughs> First, I mean, it takes about ten dates before you start really showing yourself. And I think people do that unconsciously. You know, you're so excited about meeting somebody and seeing somebody, and so of course you're going to, you know, make yourself look really nice, and you're going to put up, you know, your best front, and you're going to be very nice and pleasant. And and uh, and I don't think people consciously say I'm going to be somebody different. They just say I'm excited, and I'm happy about seeing this person, and I just really want to, you know, impress them. So it's, it's not marketing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I I agree with that, but I think in her point was is to be very sure that you you are yourself, um, because you don't want to. And and we well, talk about what else about would this. you be? Well, I mean, <laughs> we can put on some pretty big fronts when we want to. Well, like I what? Think, uh, well, I mean. <laughs> I think that uh, I think when we talked about uh, in the very first uh, one you and I talked about is you're going to call me when we talked about that uh, when the end of the day hey, hey let's get together you're going to call me things you know and I said well that's guys one of the will, biggest lies ever in the history of mankind and it is the little white lie that we <laughs> mm-hmm. discuss and and I guess uh-huh. what I'm trying to say is I think in dating a lot of times that those first dates are too. Um, there's a lot of information that may be either withheld because we don't want to be too too forward. And she did say that, to hold some information. don't want to be too forward. but uh, And also do a lot of listening. Her big point was to do a lot of listening. Uh, she said you can learn a lot from listening and really try to find. And, and Kay, <laughs> obviously that's not good either. Well, what do you got on that? Well, well, uh, no, I think that's good advice. I do think that's good advice. I think, um, yeah, I think when... <laughs> Just flustered. That, that was no, not the reaction I, I, I got. No, as the pen beats on the pad. Oh, sorry. And then sure. Dustin's going to be mad at me for making that noise too. That he's got to edit out and <laughs> quiet down. But no, I think uh, listening is important, and also just good conversation is. You know, when you're t- talking with someone, I I don't know. Yeah, move over to. Gina. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> my um, my brother recently um, started dating again, and he's starting to do like the internet dating. Oh yeah. And was calling me for advice, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm the right person for advice because he hasn't been out there in a while and he just turned 40 and he's like so um, so I'm going to meet her at this this restaurant and I go, why are you meeting her there? That's a very expensive restaurant. Well that's what she suggested. I'm like, you're going where she suggested why would you go? And I, like, I went into like sister mode. I'm like, why would you go there? It's very expensive. I'm like, okay. He's like, but it's nice. I'm like, okay, but I go watch what she orders. She better not order anything super expensive. And I mean, maybe this is the female in me from when I dated. And then he's like, well, I'm going to bring her a dozen roses. I know. I go, please don't. Not don't. Your first date. Do not bring roses <laughs> like that on a first date. He's like, really? I go, it's creepy. They're very creepy. I go, that would totally creep me out. He's like, well, what about one? I'm like, okay, fine, one. Bring her one rose. But please do not bring her a dozen yeah. roses. Ma- and make sure it's not a red rose, too. Yes. And he ended up, he ended up, they went on the date that, that night and I guess it went really well, and he sent me a picture of her because he's very excited, and she's cute. And the next day I call, being the sister, going, okay. He goes, I'm at lunch right now. 
I go, yeah. He goes, I'm at lunch right now. I go, oh, you're with her. <laughs> he goes, yes. I go, tell him you didn't spend the night. <laughs> he goes, no, but I'm at lunch right now. And then you hear her, is that your sister? <laughs> so he went on the second date with her. And he said on the second date, he brought, he went to get roses, but you could only buy them in a dozen at the grocery store. So he still ended up giving her a dozen roses at lunch, but they were yellow. And she even said, well, good thing they're yellow. Not, yeah, uh, well, he should have talked to you first. Well, let me, let me. Uh, <laughs> she hasn't replied back to him, so I think, I think that's done. Yeah. Wow. He didn't hear back from her. So a dozen yellow roses and yeah. dumps. You can't be too forward. Well, it's, kind of, it's kind of scary. You might you, you start but wondering I felt, if guys. I felt bad for him because he really was like, "Well, I don't know. I haven't been out there." He was he was married for I don't know mm. a while, well, a long and time. I, and I think that uh, we're a little pre-programmed, especially in a situation where a guy has been married for a long time and or has been married. Um, we learn that you know we do we do flowers, we do these gift things as mm-hmm. a part of the relationship to to what we think is enhanced relationship mm-hmm. or, or to do. You know, we're patted on the back when we do those things. So, in a I marriage, think. yes, and, <laughs> yes. And, it, and, it's, and actually, the problem is too many, it stops too, too many. In a yeah, exactly. Uh, Miss Miss Margarita put her chat uh, comment in here. We were talking about being ourselves and not lying, or you know, pretending we're something we're not. She writes like we do when we pretend to love sports. <laughs> <laughs> I never pretend to I love never sports. I never pretended that one. Yeah. Well, I, I think that I think we we all. Again, I, I know, I think, in that first aid situation that a lot of people, it's very hard to be yourself because you're so self-conscious of the little things that you may think about yourself that may not be appealing. Well, you know what? Guess what? If they're not appealing, probably a good time to get them out there would be that first date. On the other hand, I don't think we should you know, t- go out on your first date and tell everybody all about your all, all your warts and everything either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can agree with that. <laughs> it's a balancing act. You, I, can't, you can't do it all at it one really, time. Yeah. It really is. It really is. I, you know, um, I think it is a balancing act. Right. And I think it's very difficult. Uh, but, but one of my friends who, who's out there dating and, and really banging his head against the wall is that he just wants women to tell him the truth, okay? And that's his biggest thing. He, he told me that, you know, I told him I was going to do some talk about dating on my show, and he said, please ask women to tell the truth. He seems to get involved with women all of a mm. sudden, and then they need financial help. <laughs> and he said, if I were, you know, a little more true about where we where some of these things stand, then it would be up to me whether this fit my relationship life or not. So, you know, some, some very different things in, in dating that I wouldn't think about that, you know, we did as teenagers as opposed to what people do do now. Well, and, uh, going back to your friend, though, if he's constantly getting involved with women who are need financial help, that might be your friend's fault because he might be, you know, people make the same mistakes over and mm-hmm. over, and, and people get into relationships, and then they, and they break up with somebody because something's not right. Well, what happens most of the time? They get into another relationship with someone just like that all over again. They, and so he probably has a, I don't know, your friend, and so he, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> but he might have some issues that he needs to work on so he doesn't keep meeting women who need help, and he doesn't keep meeting women who aren't telling him the, the truth. Well, and Kay, I, I agree with you. <laughs> 150 percent on that one and that that uh you know a a lot of that i think we do attract very Mm -hmm. similar type type people and uh also i think uh 
what we may not attract somebody who we may like, which we we've talked about. You know, a woman having a strong personality, her own success, her own person, and all that. And that may seem to some people to be overwhelming and not attractive because they want to be the man, the whole the whole deal and the thing. That that may not be a good, uh, you know, that may be something that, that is troublesome. I think that people need to try as much to be as much themselves as they can be because on these dates, you... you you know, when you're, I was kind of looking at it over 30, you know, um, things are, when you're in high school, things move along very slowly because you're, you're figuring out life. Well, when you're over 30, we are who we are. Let's, let's see if we figure this thing out or not. And it's okay to go out once. It's not a fit. It's okay. You know, it's okay for both of you. You know, go ahead and move on. Don't waste a lot of time. Um, things move along a lot faster then because both of you have a much better idea in life of what you want. And if you do see something that you don't want, uh, from a guy's perspective, you know, I think it's okay to say, you know, hey, you know, it might not be a fit for either to say. And, um, Gina, what do you think about that? You've done more recent dating. Well, no, I've been in the same relationship for a very, very long time. Um, But going back to... To when I did start, when I was dating in that dating period before I settled down, um, I was of the same thought of, I pretty quickly knew this, you know, one one date, two date, mm, I'm done. I don't need to spend (laughs) that much time with, because you think about any friend that you make. I might meet someone, have coffee with them, and I don't see any need to hang out with them. So same thing with dating, like why are you going to... But I think what happens a lot of times is people get lonely and as you get older you want to settle down and you're going and you look at that date and you go well can i make him fit can can i make that work out even though he's not the ideal candidate well and i realize you probably could go out on a number of dates and not hit what you think is that ideal candidate and mm-hmm. you know often it takes uh getting to know somebody a while before you right. really figure out who, right. who they are and and some that look like that ideal candidate right May not be, and I know guys have uh, this certain friend who just got out of a, a dating relationship. This was not, uh, you know, when I asked him a month ago, this was it. This, you know, this is the relationship. So that can change that quickly once mm-hmm. um, you get to know. Uh, we're going to discuss this in a few more minutes. We're going to take a break. You're listening to John Banks, Bringing Man Out of the Cave, with Kay Van Houston and Gina Tremarco. We'll be back in just a minute from the Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Glad to be back here, and uh, we were, again, into this uh, very hairy and scary subject of dating, <laughs> and um, I was I was saying to, to be very real, this is, this is something from a male point of view that I would throw out to our lady friends. Um, you know, you guys know, you ladies know men who are dating or who are out there. Um, I think you should be very frank and blunt with them as far as critiquing them, whether it's visually, whatever, because guys don't know, you know, and when they, um, it's always good to have a female perspective. And there are a lot of things that I think, um, a lot of people are afraid to say to a friend, hey, you know, you're not looking good here or something. I would say to our women friend, be blunt to those guys. They need all the help they can get. (laughs) 
And I'm saying that from a man who's bringing man out of the cave. And uh, you know, are you comfortable with that? Are you comfortable to tell a tell a guy friend what you what you truly think where he is and why not? Mm. Well, I'm comfortable with it if they ask me. But you know, just like no unsolicited advice is never welcome or hardly ever welcome. So Amen. You, yeah, so you can't just go tell somebody <laughs> you know you you're doing it all wrong because. They won't hear it, and instead they'll just be offended. So they have to pretty much. You're giving me a funny look, John. Well, I I I I, I see where you're going, but I'm going to tell you from a guy's point of view, if it's presented properly, which and, and you know everything can be presented in a way of saying, hey, um, uh, you know, you know, I care the world about you. I think the world about you. I know that you know dating can be difficult. Let me make this suggestion. Please don't be hurt by what I say. I'm trying to, I'm trying to say something because I care and and love you. And want want you to have a good relationship. Jeez, I'm out. I'm really surprised by that too because my my experience in my experience it seems like women are more open to constructive criticism than our guys. I, it seems like guys are uh, the ones I've known. The ones I've known have not wanted to hear suggestions for changes. Hmm. I have a whole different school of thought. Okay. I think I think men and women. I think for women, we tend to be a little more forgiving of things because we are looking at a as a at a potential guy of what he already has and brings to the table. So. What am I trying to say? It's all very subjective. So I might think that you don't look good in yellow, the sh- shirt you're wearing today, but Kay might like that on you. So it becomes really subjective on the advice that you give to anybody, man or woman. In you know, that's why I would be uncomfortable with it because I'm of that school of thought that I accept people exactly for who they are, see their value for who they are. And not necessarily going to tell them to change because you you want someone to accept that other person for who they are. Well, and I understand that. I guess I'm trying to say if there's if there's something and and uh, you know you know the relationships you know you know who you can talk to in that type of way. But if I were a guy and I had a glaring issue or, or problem in something I did that that was unattractive, you mean to that really female, big wart on your forehead? Exactly. <laughs> I think I would um, I would be thankful. <laughs> Uh, if, especially if the relationship is right. And I think you know your relationship. Um, we have a question here, John, I, I see from that. the chat. Uh, uh, one of the ladies is chatting, and she says, please ask John, what attracts him? Oh, please ask him if men are attracted by the son of a woman or by the way she dresses. And then further she writes, what attracts him sensually and sexually, scent or what she is wearing? Hmm. 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 <laughs> uh, that's very interesting. I, I think that uh, I think you'd have guys answer different ways, but I think both can be uh, very attractive. Um, I think visual to me is more attractive uh, than the scent. Uh, a scent is a you know any any time you you smell a, a nice smell, um, and and understand that that women and we this is also in that brain article we did uh, Kay that day is women have better neurological whatever smelling senses uh, than men so uh, I think that's that's more for a women's side than a guy I would I would say the the what what they're wearing and what they're wearing and and I think what they're wearing has a lot to do with who they are does what they're wearing match 
who they are, their attitude, their own their own sexuality. And uh, guys know that they really do. Especially they know their their women. They know that and, men are uh, very very visual. Very very visual, very visual. I would definitely say it, it is that. And 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 what she is wearing doesn't have to be a teddy. You know, there there. But it wouldn't hurt. That, uh, <laughs> as 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 I've said. Um, those aren't bad things whatsoever. I, you know, I, yes, Kay. Well, um, no, you go ahead. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, ladies, I'd love to have some input on this because this is very, very interesting. Six four six six five two two zero seven one. Call in. Let us know what you think about this. Six four six six five two two zero seven one. Is what or any of the guys on are you sent? Yeah, or any or any of our guys who are out there listening. Love to hear some input on this because. I'm taking it back from my point of view and what I thought. Um, well, going back to the dating thing, uh, I and, and giving someone advice. Uh, I had I have a friend, and I'm going to change names here to, to protect the innocent. Uh, so we're going to call my friend Ted, and um, I fixed him up with another friend of mine who I'm going to call Wendy, and I thought they'd be a perfect couple together. And they got together this past weekend. It was a blind date, but they had emailed each other. And Ted blew it. Um, I don't think he's listening, so I can talk. But he wouldn't know anyway because I've changed his name. How did he blow it? Well, he blew it because um, he's a very shy guy. He's a great guy, and he'd be a great catch for somebody. And he's uh, uh, cute-looking and intelligent, and he has, you know, a nice job, and you know, very accomplished in a lot of things and worldly. And he's got a lot going for him, but he's very, very nervous. And, and very shy. In fact, when I first met him, uh, you know, even in a group of uh, four close friends, he didn't say anything for a couple of times. And, you know, we were together several times before he started speaking. <laughs> but uh, I fixed him up with my friend, who I will call Wendy. And so they got together. Oh, oh so she met and met him at a restaurant. And I won't say the restaurant because I don't want anybody to, to know who these folks are. And um, so she got there ahead of time. So she went up to the bar and ordered a glass of wine for herself. And they had sent photos of each other to each other's email so they would know what, what they looked like. And, and then um, she waited there a while, and then she saw this guy standing off in the corner, and she thought, well, that looks like Ted. So she got up and walked over to him to say something to him, and uh, indeed it was Ted. And she, and she thought, well, he said, well, I saw you sitting over there, but I wasn't sure it was you, so I didn't come over. And she thought, well, that, I, that was very odd. He was just too timid to come over to her. And speak to mm. yeah, not good. And uh, and then uh, my friend Wendy felt like she had to carry the whole conversation the whole time. You know, he was just too. She would ask him questions about himself, and he'd answer. And he was you know polite and everything. And he was doing his best as Ted as well as Ted could do. But he was too shy to ask her. Or he he needs lessons in conversation, I guess, because he never said, "Well, tell me about yourself." You never didn't ask a lot of open-ended questions. Didn't act like he was really interested in her. I'm sure he was interested in her, but he was just too shy to pull it off and uh, you know, just what a bad experience that was. Well, as a as a close friend of of Ted who 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 has observed this in the past, even in your first meetings with him and where he never said a word. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it not something that you could say, you know, Ted. Uh, this is this is an issue when you're out there um, trying to meet somebody and, and truly get. You're going to have to talk. This is this is part of it. You know, one of the one of the things that um, we got out of the article was you really need to, to focus on the other person. 
and that is via talking, and that is asking them questions and finding out. A lot of times you won't do a lot of uh, talking, do some asking. And uh, my question to you is, is the relationship, do you not feel he's a good enough friend that you could say, hey, you know, this is the feedback I got. You know, when you're dating, you've got to, you've got to reach out there, and, and it's got to be a mutual conversation. No, I don't feel like I could say that to okay. him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I could say that to him. And, uh, um, no, and I, 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 I guess I think that if he really wanted to know, then maybe he'd say to me, why do you think it is? Maybe if he said to me, why do you think it is that, you know, I'm not, having, not, I'm not successful on my dates? Then I could say. Well, I mean, uh, I, I guess, you know, what, what I look, I guess, as a, as a really good friendship is, is somebody who could sit me down and say, you know, uh, this is where it is. Uh, Gina, would you be comfortable having that conversation with a guy? Um, I, w- I would because I'm pretty blunt with people, so that fits my personality. I think in that kind of a scenario, a guy like that, I'm not criticizing Kay's matchmaking, I'd be like, hmm, I might need to set him up with a different type of woman because if he's always that timid, maybe he's the kind of guy that needs someone other than that woman in particular. No, you know what? I think what he needs is just, I think there should be a school for guys to go to to learn how to date. And in <laughs> fact, in fact, I think what would be a great program on this show is a uh, maybe a half hour program on where guys could call in and we could tell them what they're doing wrong and <laughs> Okay, okay, we're going to put we're going to put that show together. We have you and I have discussed this, and okay. we're going to put this show together. The the question we had from a chatter, which I think is very interesting, was she at all attracted to Ted? She was. This is the interesting thing. You know, this Ted is would be a great catch if he could get over his shyness. Um, he's got a he's a super. I think he's a good looking guy. Let me ask you further yeah. then, uh, if she is attracted. She she went through this date where this was difficult. If she is it not at times worth battling through some of that, knowing obviously she knows he's that shy. I mean, is it is it not a point to where you can say at, at some point he comes out of his shell? Uh, yeah, I, I, one of our bloggers said or chatter says, hey, uh, why didn't she give him a second chance? Well, it's chemistry, you know. She was attracted to him based upon what I told her about him because I, I only know good things about him. And, in fact, I, think there, I don't think there is anything bad about him except that he's shy. Um, and, he's, and he's a good-looking guy. Um, and he's a nice fellow. But, you know, they got together, and she had to carry the whole conversation. And it wasn't much fun. And so there wasn't any chemistry after that. And so it, he, now she's not attracted to him anymore. It's like buying a brand new car. If it's really pretty and shiny on the outside, but it doesn't drive, so it's just my little analogy. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, it's like it shouldn't have to be that much work. And I think, and maybe again, everything I, I believe in everything is subjective. I've found recently that as a as a female, you know, there have been certain ways that we've been socialized. I want a man who takes charge. I want a man who who is going to like be the man, be the knight in shining armor, who's going to have that initiative and step up. I don't want to have to be the one, especially in the beginning of a courtship. Right. Later I might be the boss, but in the beginning of the courtship, I don't want to have to like 
that's uh, yeah, be the that, one doing the wooing. I think I think that's that's very interesting. I think uh, you know when we come back, we can de- delve a lot into wooing. I don't even know if I can read that, Madam. So, <laughs> anyway, you're listening to John Banks and hear women talk, or excuse me, John Banks bringing man out of the cave and, and trying to read what Kay's writing. All in the same thing. Uh, we're here on the Zeus Radio Network for Hearing Women Talk. We'll be right back. Dustin, can we get me a rope to swing in on? I really am into this whole thing now. I'm, I'm very kind of excited about that. I may, may have to bring my own Louis cloth back in. Um, we, were, we were back on this, this dating issue and having a lot of, a lot of fun with this, and I uh, uh, kind of wanted to uh, hit a point that Gina said about wooing. Wooing. Wooing may be a lost art, but I don't think so. And I, I think, think I'm too young to even use that word. Wooing, but I grew up in a with older parents. Well, I think wooing, wooing can be. I think wooing can be done from four to to seventy four. I don't think uh, there's any any age limit on wooing. I think wooing is, uh, uh, you know, a male charge that we need to do, and it, I guess it goes to chivalry and that mm-hmm. that type of thing. And I think that, uh, you know, the I guess uh, maybe somewhere along the uh, along the way of uh, the women's movement and all that, mm-hmm. it may have been uh, taught to us to maybe be a little less of a wooer. And with social media yeah, and, and internet dating, yeah. I think the woo has gone away. That Where's the woo? That electronic, measure, uh, that electronic communication in relationships. Mm-hmm. Can it get rid of it? Mm-hmm. Speak to one another. You know, Ted and Wendy may have gotten off to a better note if they'd have spoken on some of their conversations where it wouldn't have been so difficult to walk in and actually hear voices for the first time. Mm. They don't like to talk on the phone, either one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, i I, I got to jump in on that because my brother, when he did his little Internet date, I said, did you talk to her before meeting up with her? He's like, just email. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to hear this person's voice? It is Con- awkward, though, Confirm, Confirm that it's, like, actually a female. Like, well... <laughs> You know, like, and she speaks English. Like, why wouldn't you want to create that bond? We got into this on the Martini meeting last week about email versus phone. It's it's a sore topic for me. Well, and I totally agree with you, Gina. And you know how I feel about this. And mm-hmm. let me let me bang the desk here because that's what I mean. I'm banging the drum here for <laughs> verbal communication. Get rid of it. If you've emailed a couple of times and things seem to be going in a good direction, I think a good first test as opposed to seeing each other for the first time, we'll be hearing each other for There's the first time. There's a chemistry in that. So I want to put the question out there. I mean, if anybody wants to chat in an answer, I, if if uh, anybody has any opinion, I think, um, I don't know if Ted or Wendy are listening, but does but anybody... They don't, they don't know you've changed their names. or <laughs> <laughs> If they are listening, they, they've heard me speak about them, and they okay. know about this. Uh, so <laughs> does anybody think that... Uh, what is? I don't know if there's been any further communication between them since the first date, but uh, should Wendy, if she feels no chemistry towards Ted after her having to carry the whole conversation on Saturday mm. night, should she you know, give Ted a second chance? Uh, do you think if Ted recognized that uh, Wendy wasn't too interested, do you think he'll call again? What do you think that we sh- they should do with that? Well, I think uh, Gina, again, hit the nail on the head. Chemistry um, is, I think, maybe the most important thing in those first first hours of a, a new relationship. 
And if the chemistry is, the chemistry is not just conversation. The chemistry is how you literally feel inside around that person. You should almost have the the light stomach, mm-hmm. like you just went down yeah. the hill of a roller yeah. coaster. I mean, there should be almost a, you know, that that almost a fear type thing of yeah. of uh, of what you know. If you have that inside you, then there's something there. Then Ted is doomed. <laughs> Well, he just hasn't met the right Wendy yet. You know, somebody, somebody's going to click, but click for him. He'll he'll never meet the white right Wendy because he's too afraid to talk the first couple of well, times. Yeah, you know the, the does the, he drink? He does actually. Well, he does. Well, let's, well, I think I think the first uh, a good thing for for um, Tab would be to. Um, <laughs> One of our chatters said we need to go to a few more amusement parks. I can't, <laughs> I can't say I don't agree with you more. I think, uh, I think that's a hoot and a blast in a great way uh, to get. Maybe together. Wendy should take Ted to an amusement park. Uh, well, I think that Wendy's already cut off the uh, the Ted wagon. The, the the train's not leaving that station. And the, you know the, the the chemistry part of it, and, and for Ted, and, and this goes back to, he's going to have to say up front, hey. Uh, let me just be up front here. I, I am shy mm. till I get to know somebody. Be honest. Yeah. Just be bluntly honest. And especially ah. if, if, if if something's a deal breaker, like this thing with Wendy, uh, it seems like that's the deal breaker. The fact that he is so shy that he can't even get a conversation going. He is then, doomed then. He is doomed. Yeah. He is a good conversationalist once he's comfortable with a person. But you know, it just then they should have they should have had a phone conversation before they went out. But neither one of them like to talk on the phone. Well, they're both doomed. <laughs> they're both doomed. They're both doomed. They're not. They're how, not how are they going to have a relationship if they can't talk? They're not willing to do what it's going to take to have a relationship. Yeah. So you said both of these are are nearing their forties, and neither. No, has, no, I didn't say nearing. Okay. They're both okay. in their. Early thirties, I okay. guess. Yeah, okay. kind of early. Yeah, they're, well, they're, they're, they'd be a great couple together if see, this guy would start talking. But that's what's really sad. Again, and I'm and I have no problem saying I'm forty-two. This younger generation—I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> I sound like my mother. These kids today. These kids today. In in all this social media going on, people are not communicating. They're just not. It's they're everyone's hiding behind um, a computer. Uh, Jenny, you're absolutely right. And if they don't, and, and again, even when they get to a point, if if half their communication is still via that way, via texting, via emailing. So I have a question for you, John. Then, um, how could we? I think a, there are a lot of men that need lessons on dating, and there, I think there are a lot of men like. Our friend Ted, you know, I think he would like to know what went wrong with his date on Saturday night. Now, okay, we would, when he, we would probably hear his version of it and not know because we would only hear his version of it. But <laughs> but he does have a version. <laughs> oh, I, everybody has a version. But um, I wonder, you know, if there's something there for you know for guys to. If, is there anything out there where guys can call somebody and get advice about, you know, dating or internet dating or de- having a better relationship with their wife or girlfriend where they can call and, and hear a female perspective and then and have a guy maybe coach them along too? And is that something, do you think our listeners would like that here? I, I'm just wondering. Well, I can't, talk, I can't talk for our listeners, Kay. I uh-huh. think it could be needed and uh-huh. could be, um, I think, even talking about a real-life example like we've talked about today can educate a lot of folks on how Ted to would uh, listen. I mean, you'd have yeah. at least one listener. Yeah, Ted as long listen. as he's still single. Yeah, well, the, 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 the best thing for Ted is Maybe he, he could co-host the yeah. show. Yeah. 
if we could get him to speak in a now, microphone. Now, we could, now, now, there's the show. Let's bring Ted and Wendy in. And we'll, That's a great idea. <laughs> we got that's people a, laughing on the chat, right, but he a, won't speak exactly. Auction uh, off to somebody, Ms. Auction uh, off to someone. <laughs> well, if they pay for him, I guess they'll have to talk to him. Uh, <laughs> well, the 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 you know, I, I think that uh, no, do guys have anywhere? Mo- most talk shows for guys revolve around the NFL, the NBA, and uh, Major League Baseball and college football. Um, so that's what that's what the guys would. Uh, so probably not. The key is getting them to to listen and and uh, and you but know. there are plenty of men out there who are, are a mess. Uh, they truly are, and they need they it. Truly. They well, need that type of show. They need to be brought out of the cave and to taught how to walk erect. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. We're bringing them out of the cave, and we may do a follow-up hour called <laughs> "Walking Erect." I love that. See, we love that. <laughs> and they and the women will be listening in the. The women's part. Uh, I didn't say erect. I said uh, walking upright. Oh, okay. That <laughs> was Gina's take on that. Well, even because <laughs> it was a Freudian slip. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, that's uh, well. Well, that I, might help. Okay. That might help Ted. Uh, somebody, right. somebody, somebody, maybe Ted needs that. I don't know what this means. Somebody's going to have to explain it. L M A. Laughing my ass off. Oh, okay. <laughs> is what that means. <laughs> Okay, thank, the, uh, thank you, Gina, yes. because you've spent that much time behind the computer. You know exactly. Yes. <laughs> I have no clue what that means. Laughing my ass off. I thought uh, lost mayo around uh, Orangeburg. I don't know. That, not sure what that means. Um, oh, there's not even martinis on hey, this show. Hey, it could be Disney lost mouse at Orlando. You know, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> But but I, I think it'd be good to 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 get guys. But I I think uh, really okay. You know. I think we should put the word out there. I think we should do a survey among our friends okay. and say, do you think this is something that your man needs help with, or your your brother Gina <laughs> needs help with? My brother or, my brother would listen. Or Kay, your friend Ted needs help with, and uh, is this something that um, they might participate in? I think it's a good idea. I think we we can put that. Can we put that on the website, Kay? Can it be one of our? Uh, uh, yeah, we, we can, and I think that? we can put it out on Facebook and yeah. Twitter and everything else. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be attacking you from all these social medias because yeah. we really don't want to talk to you. We'd really just sat us behind a computer and uh, keyboard this stuff. No, we love talking to you. You know what? Maybe Ted, Ted and Wendy, maybe they could have a relationship and never get together. They could just talk they on email. They could just talk and all that. Yeah, they could use, yeah. They could do the, there we little, go. the, yeah, the uh, electronic media. Sexting. There they could say, be oh, sexting. Yeah. They yeah can have, there is a, there is there's a, a lot of virtual person. things they could do. They, they could do. They could do. <laughs> <laughs> before before <laughs> Dustin, where, where are we on our clock, I think sir? it's time to go. <laughs> One minute. Okay. Um, first off, thanks. I'd love to thank Gina and uh, Kay. And uh, Gina, I think for your communication, you will not be with us next week. I will not. I will be um, out of town for the week. Maybe we can get Wendy to come in here. Well, maybe Wendy can come in. We'll, yeah, we'll Wendy. We well, we'll, Wendy. we'll ask Wendy. We'll ask and see if Wendy will come in and... Uh, and we'll tear down Ted and uh, figure out what uh, we can I do. I think you should Ted. bring in Wendy and Ted. Oh, that would be hysterical well, I, for since, the listeners. Oh, well, since they won't hey, talk, you know, we, that could be a new show. <laughs> we're, we're working on that. Anyway, the dating guys, 
Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening to us uh, today as we're, we're going to go out with a laugh on the John Banks Show, bringing men out of the cave. And, and, and Lord knows, Ted's our next project. Um, thanks so much for listening. We look forward to seeing you next week from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. here on the John Banks Show, bringing men out of the cave on the Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com.